Hello, this is Leslie Garfield Tenzer, and this is Law to Fact. Today I'm speaking with Steve Schwartz about the new LSAT flex test. In this program, I am thrilled to have back Steve Schwartz, host of LSAT Unplugged on both the YouTube channel and on podcasts, and founder of LSAT Blog. Steve will answer all the questions that you have about the new LSAT Flex, the test that you can take in your home versus out in an identified testing center. Before we get started, though, I want to remind you that this and all of our podcasts are available at www.lawtofact.com. So whether you're thinking about going to law school, you're in law school, or you've recently graduated, we have a podcast for you. Okay, here's my discussion with Steve Schwartz about the LSAT Flex Test. So I'm so excited to have you back, Steve. It's it's wonderful to um, speak with you. And I have to say, you've been a beacon of light as I've moved through my podcast life because you are the go-to person as far as I'm concerned for LSAT. And now we have a new issue with the LSAT, which is the LSAT Flex. So I'm hoping we can spend a few minutes talking about the LSAT Flex today. And I'll just jump right in and say, what does LSAT Flex mean? What is it? Yeah, sure. So thanks for having me, Leslie. LSAT Flex is a new online LSAT administration offered by LSAC because due to quarantines and stay-at-home orders, administering it in person is no longer an option. They had recently transitioned to the digital LSAT last year, as we discussed in the past, but now they have to move it online. And so they're offering it for now as a one-time thing for those who were registered to take it in April. They're now taking it online in May, but given stay-at-home orders and the quarantines continuing, they may have to offer it for additional administrations, at least in the short term. So I have a question for you. So is the LSAT Flex the actual digital LSAT that people can take in their home? Is it the same test that they would take in a testing center, but now they're taking it in their home? Yes and no. So they moved the regular exam to digital format last year on a tablet, but it was still the same length, still the same number of sections. Five sections, four of them being scored, one experimental. Now that it's online, due to some technical limitations around administering in that format, it's now only going to be three sections for the online LSAT flex, three back-to-back. So obviously a very different experience. So why are they calling it flex? It, because I'm, I'm, I guess I'm wondering, is it, does it have to be at a certain time or can you, like, can I decide, all right, I'm gonna take it next Tuesday or, so, you know, or, or is it all, is everyone who's taking it, taking it at the same exact time? Actually, it's once again, somewhere in between, funnily <laughs> enough. So they are offering it for a limited number of administrations, but not whenever you want. So it's not whenever you want, but it's also not all at the same time due to some technical limitations and the online proctoring aspect of it. They're going to offer it throughout mid to late May at certain predefined set times. So students could choose, I want 1 p.m. Others might say, I want 9 a.m. And they'll release more information on that shortly, but it is offering at least a little bit more flexibility in terms of scheduling, which is nice. So that's where the flex part of the LSAT flex comes from, right? I suppose so. And then LSAC themselves is being flexible by adapting to the situation too. So it's good that they're doing this. Yeah, no, it's great. Um, Okay. So what about proctoring? How are they going to proctor this? Yes. They're actually going to partner with a company called ProctorU, which is the same company that ETS has partnered with for the GRE and the GMAT, also the high school advanced placement exam. So this company is well-established to provide online remote proctoring. They're monitoring and recording everyone taking the exam 
with their webcam and microphone, similar to how LSAC was doing the LSAT writing sample online for security purposes to make sure that you're not cheating or getting help from anybody else. And that's also part of why they've reduced the number of sections from five to three, because they can't monitor you when you go take a bathroom break. It's not a controlled environment like when you're at a testing center. And so they figure three sections is the limit beyond which somebody might have to stretch their legs or go to the bathroom or something. So that's where they're cutting it off. So it's interesting. I heard about a type of, of monitoring where they can tell you if your eyes look away or something. They're, like they're that. doing that. Yeah, they're, they're doing it with human and AI monitoring. I'm not sure what the AI part of it is, but anything suspicious where you're looking away for a while, they might have a human review that to make sure nothing funny was going on. So I'm going to bring up, um, interestingly enough, just mostly for your listeners, there's a very famous case that's in the contracts case book, and it's called Dalton versus Educational Testing um, Center. I don't know if you're familiar with it. No, but, I'm not. Oh, so it's really, so what happened in that case is a student takes the SAT and he does poorly. And then he takes it a second time and he does much better. And the SAT accused him of cheating. So according to the contract that you sign when you agree to take the SAT, you can challenge their, um, you can challenge their, their, you know, challenge of you cheating. Um, and if that's the case, then you are entitled to a bunch of different options. And one of the options is that they have to review writing exemplars and all kinds of things. And ETS in that particular case disregarded it. So the point I'm making and bringing up is that when students do sign up for the Flex LSAT, they should be aware of the fact that it's going to be a different type of score. Maybe we'll talk about that in a second. But if that is in fact the case that there are options for challenging it, not, not, you know, not, not in a, a, a aggressive kind of way, but you know, there's some expectations that this is going to be a little different than what might have happened in um, sterile testing conditions. Yeah, that's a really great point. I'm glad you brought it up because obviously when we have tens of thousands of people taking an exam in this format, somebody's cat's going to walk in, somebody's roommate's going to walk in, somebody may scratch their foot and they lean down. What does that leaning down mean? Open to interpretation. And so it's nice that Proctor is at least recording everything so somebody can look at it later. I've heard a number of failed cheating attempts from Proctor U from with other exams, like apparently somebody attached post-its to their dog to try and <laughs> memorize things in formulas and such to, to work around that. So I'm glad you brought up that issue. I think that there will be inevitably, whenever you have anybody going through this, a high volume of people, at least 1%, something's going to happen. Right. So, and, and, and so, you know, no two other selves, keep, keep a record. If something odd happens while you're taking the LSAT, just jot down that that's something odd happened or make a mental note of it. All right. So we're going from five sections to three. What are the three sections that are going to be on the new LSAT? So it's one games, one reasoning, one reading comp. And the previous LSAT throughout history, back to 1991 at least, had four scored sections plus the one experimental. It used to have two logical reasoning scored now it's only one logical reasoning scored. And there are still some open questions around will logical reasoning receive double weighting or not? Open LSAC should hopefully release more information on that soon. But regardless, students will still get a scaled score out of 180 that LSAC says should be considered equivalent to previous administrations with four scored sections. Do you think this is better or not better for students who um, are taking the LSAT versus taking it, you know, prior to this new LSAT flex? I think for most students, it will be a more pleasant experience because you don't have to go anywhere. You're not being distracted by other students or the proctors and it's a shorter test day. 
three mm-hmm. sections back to back, you're done in two hours. Okay. Five sections that you're taking plus a break, you're there for well over three hours. And you're, this way you're taking it in a more comfortable environment. And since LSAC will equate everything, I think this is a much better experience overall, assuming you could have a quiet home environment to take it. Got it. Um, let me, I want to just go back for a second to this idea of the proctoring. Should students be worried about any kind of um, invasion of privacy? That's a great question. I don't think that ProctorU is looking to snoop into everybody's computers or anything like that. Obviously, there's always the risk of a rogue employee doing something. We've all heard stories about Facebook and similar in the past with some privacy abuses. And so anyone who's concerned about this, I would say, don't use your primary laptop. Use a, use a backup somewhere that you don't really have anything personal on. And for students who don't have a, a device that's suitable for this, they could reach out to LSAC and LSAC might provide them with a loaner computer or another place to take it. Obviously, that's a bit of a hassle, but anyone who's really concerned about privacy, that might be a way to go. And what about, so you bring up a point that I haven't thought about. What about students who just can't afford a laptop and don't have a laptop? Will LSAC help them out too? They will. Same situation. I imagine they would provide them with a loaner or set them up with a local university. Obviously, there are issues with quarantine and stay-at-home orders. Can LSAC find partners on the ground locally to connect students? But LSAC, you know, they're very fair-minded. They want to improve access. And so I imagine they'll go to great lengths to help out anybody who doesn't have a suitable device at home. Great. All right. So let's talk about, um, we talked about the logistics of the test. I'm curious about prepping for the test. Do students need to prep differently? I, actually, two questions. One is, do students need to prep differently? And the other is, I'm presuming that the LSAC books that are out there and all the materials that are out there are geared toward this five-part test, and now we have a three-part test. So the second part of that is, how do, they, how do, how do we adopt our previous um, information, our previous learning materials, I should say, to this LSAC? Yeah, well, previously, I would have always suggested students do five sections for practice, three sections back-to-back, then a short break, then two more back-to-back to fully simulate the experimental section. Mm-hmm. Now, with only three sections on test day and no experimental, I would say prep accordingly. Prep for the exam that you'll be taking. And so mm-hmm. for anyone taking the May LSAT Flex Online and potentially in the future as well, do three sections back-to-back, no break, you're done. Endurance becomes a little bit less important and pacing and warming up becomes a lot more important. And so it's also easier to do more practice tests because it's a shorter experience. And previously, right. maybe it would have been tough for some students to fit in doing two timed exams per week plus reviewing them. But now since those two timed exams are shorter, there's less material to review. It might be more feasible. And it also might be easy, easier to fit it into your schedule because you only have to block out two hours rather than three plus hours. Yeah, but I'm thinking about, and, and that, that's helpful. I'm thinking about the student who was all geared up to take the LSAT before they went to this flex when it was, you know, so they bought the books and the books have five parts and all of, and, and the materials have five parts. And so do they just disregard the parts that were, you know, not there before and just focus on the parts that exist now? That's a great question. I, I have a slight cl- correction there because the published exams only contain four sections, not five, because LSAC is holding back that experimental section okay. for a future test date. And so, the, but the adjustment, there is still an adjustment to make as you're implying, mm-hmm. and it's a rather simple one. It's leave out one of the logical reasoning sections. Okay. The published exams have four, four sections, two LRs. We're removing one of the logical reasonings. So now just disregard one of those and 
maybe for now at least double weight the logical reasoning that you are doing to get a roughly equivalent scale score. I understand the score, but but I guess too, <laughs> I'm honing in on my question. I'm not doing a very good job of asking it. Since there's two legal reasoning sections, a student prepping for the LSAT will get value out of doing everything that was in a book pre-LSAT flex. The only difference is that they're not going to have to spend as much time if they want to do a practice timed exam. But all the material that's in that book is still of value to taking the new LSAT flex. Is that an accurate statement? Yes, exactly. I see what you're saying now. So yes, exactly. The content of the exam is identical. Everything in the old published exams is still perfectly relevant for the flex. The only difference is that, is that you're doing less of it. Great. Okay. So now let's talk about you. So you um, are, are excellent and, and I, I've referred people to you and they've had great success and, and I, won't, I won't ask you for an endorsement, but I'm going to endorse you. What are you doing now differently that you were then pr prior to this new LSAT Flex program? Well, sure. The biggest thing I'm doing is encouraging students to adapt their test day practice for the online format. So we're not talking about taking the exam in a testing center with other proctors, other students who could distract you and stress you out. We're also not working on endurance in quite the same way because we're not preparing for a five section exam. So a lot of the material I'm working on and thinking about right now is advising students to study for a three section exam at home, getting their home environment set up as well as possible, making sure they have a strong internet connection, making, making sure that they're simulating their test day experience at home for the three sections specifically, maybe getting used to being monitored with a webcam and a microphone. If you're not accustomed to that, you have to adjust a little bit. Maybe take exams online with a friend where they're watching you to, so that you get used to that feeling of being watched. Mm -hmm. Interesting, that's, that's helpful. Anything else you wanna share with listeners? I think that's, that's pretty much it, but folks can always feel free, feel free to reach out to me with any questions. I run the LSAT blog. I also host the LSAT Unplugged YouTube channel and podcast. I'm running tons of free online classes these days for students who are stuck at home under quarantine to help them keep moving forward and make as much use of the time as possible that they have. Terrific. And we'll put in our liner notes all the information on how to get to you, how to get to your blog, and um, any other information that we think that, that will help them access you and your um, wealth of information on, uh, free information, I should say, on your blog. Well, Steve, thank you so much for taking the time. This has been really helpful. Thank you, Leslie. Really appreciate you having me. Have a great day. And that's my discussion with Steve Schwartz, host of LSAT Unplugged on the YouTube channel and podcast and founder of LSAT Blog. Hope this was helpful. Once again, a reminder, you can access all of our podcasts at www.lotofact.com. Have a great day.